watching prohibition fall down. All right, get into the grow talk here on Dude Grows, Dude Grows Show, DudeGrows.com. Yeah. Just pushed them all in one. But today we're all going to learn in public. I think that's what you used to say. We're learning in public. Sure am. I sure am. I could not imagine having to fake that I knew all this stuff. Be exhausting. <laughs> every show we're all learning. I mean, at least I'm learning something every show. Thanks to DGC and everybody listening out there. I'll tell you today, we're going to get into light green apical maristim mm. by Justin Incredible. See what he did there. <laughs> as well as dead sea salt by Rolling Stoned. These guys are very creative, Scotty. <laughs> and uh, what to do for powdery mildew? Oh no, on small clones. We also have a recharge it up question to learn about those magic microbes. Come on, I think I said microbes, man. Microbes or Mike? What I used to say, microbes. There's a. You said microbial, <laughs> but there's microbial. a big difference. <laughs> big difference between microbes and microbes. But before. We do. If you guys are enjoying this content, mainly, I like to say, Scotty, if it's helped your grow or if someone in the DGC or over on the grower questions and dogrows.com, if you got some help with your grow, think about supporting this show. Yeah. Uh, content five days a week. Most of the days, some days go travel, do a little bit of something. We're always trying to hit five days a week to bring you some wake and bake, some grow talk, entertain you on your way to work, in your grow, wherever you're at, and hopefully. You know, you get a little benefit out of it for the garden or whatever you got going on. Absolutely. Absolutely, sir. Come on, shout, out to, shout out to a couple members, man. Can, can yeah, a I? couple new members. We've been trying to give some love to the new members coming on board. I'm going to give it up to Tony P. Tony P. in Michigan, as well as Michael W. from Massachusetts. All right. Who you got? I got Noah G. from Arkansas. Does anybody call it Arkansas? He says, love mm -hmm. the show on YouTube. I wanted to help support and keep the show growing, man. Like, I really appreciate that. Uh, it keeps the wheels spinning. And uh, the more I learn about what's going on in cannabis, the more I think it's really important to have these independent growers groups going. Uh, I was thinking about craft Are cannabis. we an independent growers group? I kind of like Yeah, that. yeah. But I was thinking about we promote craft cannabis. We promote doing it the right way. And I was thinking about the difference between like craft and, and corporate cannabis. And <clears throat> I was actually reading one of my pizza books. And he was talking about craft pizza, like the difference between great pizza and Domino's. And I could make that analogy between uh, dispensary weed, a lot of dispensary weed, and what you get from a friend. You know, what it says is, this guy says, respect the craft. This is Tony Giamangi, pizza guy. The craft is the difference between good and great. It takes a few extra steps, the right equipment, a little more time, and a fair amount of practice. But if you're up for it, the payoff is golden. And doesn't that seem like, uh, like what growing great cannabis is all about? Yeah, it sounds like it crosses right over if you ask me. It sure does. I bet he smokes. Or if you want to hear Chef Gordon Ramsay explain it with about 25 F, I, I found somebody that cusses more than Scotty at times. Not that you cuss a lot. Sometimes you do, but dear <laughs> God, I saw the Gordon Ramsay on that, uh, I forgot what it was called, the hot ones eating chicken wings. But anyway, I'm getting off subject. The yeah, Gord and Gordon Ramsay's British, so he can get away with the C word too. Yeah, the F-bomb is my um, okay? And by the way, hey, the guy that did this quote, the, the guy who's quote this is Guru, mm -hmm. is the guy who made the best pizza we've ever had in San Francisco. <laughs> this is Tony. Oh, right. Hey. 
Guys, you can become a member at dudegrows.com. Don't forget, I'm gonna be sending out, if you're a Canadian grower, I'm sending out these DGC member packs. You can see right here, it's a sticker, as well as a little recharge stick pack, just to tease you while we're working on getting it to Canada, as well as some free seeds from Seeds Here Now. Every new member gets five seeds from Seeds Here Now, and these are quality genetics from Obsolete, the alien seeds, as Scotty calls them, the alien genetics. Yeah, if a guy can smuggle 150 iPhones on his body, why the hell can't you get recharge up there? as well as $300 gift card. The Seeds Here Now is happening November 15th. All members are automatically registered into that giveaway. Another great reason to support the show or just feel good about it, man. When I supported uh, Radiolab, I felt pretty good about it, actually. And when happened? I listened to it, it was, it was better. You got good content. Yeah, exactly. You did feel good about it. I think I supported Radiolab when they made me cry one time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, over on dogrows.com and support us. Men are ways, guys. Uh, check it out. Appreciate it. Let's get into the show here. Who's growing some dank? Yeah, come on. What you got, man? This, is, this <laughs> is just made me laugh, yo. This just made me laugh. Walter White's new fun. hobby. This is by Smoke Dog, and you said it. Walter White's new hobby. It says, hey, guys, Walter White faked his death in the last episode. He's now in the witness protection program, and they don't like his new hobby. <laughs> pollinating females. Fight? Look, he's pollinating that thing, man. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. He's in there working, throwing yeah, the He's pollen? making two plants have sex with each other. Oh, wow, man. That's Isn't cool. That show was so popular, there's like a Walter White action figure. I think so, but that, that is really cool. <laughs> there's a whole story <laughs> behind it. He's doing things, damn it. All right, Smoke Dog, I appreciate the dank dung there, buddy. Yeah, come on, man. Let's get into the grow talk. What you got, man? What you Let's got? Let's see. All right, first grow talk question off dudegrows.com. This is light green apical meristem. And this is by Justin Incredible. All right. <laughs> so apical meristem is the new uh, the new growth that's coming out of the top. Like, yeah, like I guess it's can, or the leaves haven't even fully opened. Kind part of. where you would clone. And the, okay. the apical meristem is the tallest of the meristems. There, ah. So all the growing tips are called meristems. Got the it. apical meristem is the highest up one. So you wouldn't clone there. That's like way up there. It's at the very end of the opening leaves, correct? Um, no, no, that but, That's going to be your just your, biggest top. your biggest top and generally the most vigorous growing clone if you okay. clone from there. But also the one that has the biggest leaves and need, needs the most amount of support. I like taking the smaller side ones that don't need so much. Well, this says, hey guys, Just Incredible Grows here. I had a quick question. This run, all of my apical meristems are very light green, way lighter than the last run. They're six days in a flower. Right. Uh, Everything is growing great. And they're exploding, praying, and all around looking very healthy. Just worry that I might be getting low on nitrogen too early in flower. I also thought that the lower growth was first to yellow and fade due to lack of nitrogen. I'm hoping that I just overly paranoid, and this is my third time for the same strain in clones. So let's fix that first. Is that true? that it says he thought that the lower growth would be the first to yellow or fade due to lack of nitrogen. Nitrogen is a mobile element in the plant, so it's able to move and translocate. So yes, ni ni a nitrogen deficiency is almost always going to show up on the lower part of your plant first. Because it's trying to take it to the new growth? Because it's, it, 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 it's always able to move that. As long as, I guess it gets a little more complicated, as long as there's uh, the plant's not deficient in molybdenum, which it needs to make nitrogenase to move the nitrogen, that's the... Uh, enzyme that makes the nitrogen mobile. Um, as long as that's all met, then it's always going to yellow out on the bottom first. What do you think of these pictures here? We're looking at light, greener growth before the leaves open, but 
the leaves just down after them look okay to me. They've got plenty. They've got plenty of uh, this nice, looks, you know, nice deep green. This looks like a plant that is vigorously growing because it's just uh, been flipped, so right. it's stretching and growing really fast. The, the, the nitrogen, uh, it being super mobile and going to those tips, just isn't able to keep up with how fast the plant's growing. And generally, that's not a problem at all. It, it, it catches up almost as soon as those leaves start to grow um, out of just being like newly formed leaves. Yeah, I've seen that before. I've never worried about it. I've always given my plants plenty of nitrogen, though, in veg. A little worrying, though, is he went from uh, veg yeah. nutrients at 1,000 parts per million right, um, down to 450 ppm of flower newts, which I'm just going to assume are going to be much lighter in nitrogen. Yeah. I would be a little bit worried and keep an eye on the lower growth there to make sure that you're not going deficient in nitrogen just because you've cut it all out and half the the strength of nutrient solution that you're giving the plants man 450 i haven't gone 450 in early flowering yeah, that is a, no, yeah that's, that's too low that's that's much too low right yeah like you were saying they're stretching they're they're changing they're they're eating they're, they're pushing hard at they that still need and, and yeah they still need some nitrogen while it's going through the stretch definitely also, like I, I would get a lot of people coming when I was doing retail to the grocery shop and be like, man, I got a few problem leaves. And I'd be like, okay, where are they at? Like, I got like two on my lower, like very lower part of the plant. Don't look good. I'm like, guys, don't worry. I mean, inspect, check, make sure there's not a problem. The very lower, older leaves, some of those just die off naturally or they're trying to help the rest of the plant. And if your plant looks 90% good, some people might want 95. I'm saying don't worry about it. You got a good, healthy plant. Keep an eye on it, though. Your plant will give you clues, so keep an eye on it. Yes, keep an eye on it. It's good <laughs> enough. All right, where are we going here? You know what? Show. I got What's a good that? social media comment. I got okay. one from uh, my but one of my buddies across the pond. I hope I can Bring say it. that right. So, you want me to do the narration? I don't care either way. But you know what? Let me give it a whirl. Let me give okay, it a whirl. Give it a whirl. Okay. This is from uh, from Steve, the green grower, and it says here in the UK and Prohibition land, we grow indoors as we don't really have the weather to do it outside. We don't the photo period. Maybe in the summer it's okay for autos, but personally. I don't, and uh, I don't think they compare to photo periods. Hmm. So back to light cycle. As we're all aware, the 18.6 for veg and the 12.12 for bloom. But this is what I do. Back in the day, many years ago, I was growing using the 18.6 light cycle when I would notice that near the end of the 18 hours, the plants were no longer praying, but they were a little bit droopy. This got me thinking where... Uh, blo- uh, what the hell? This got me thinking where on the planet... <laughs> Sorry. It's got me thinking where on the planet eight is there 18 hours a day that the plant enjoys? And I couldn't think of any. So I dropped the light cycle down to 14 hours in the veg cycle. And just, way up north or way up south. You can get up to like actually 24 hour daylight during in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Huh. That Alaskan butt is fucking dank, man. It says straight away I could see the difference. Plants were much more responsive, much healthier, and it saved four hours of electricity as a bonus because they were just on the verge. It says also just be blah. Oh, maybe I should have let you read this, dude. Also, because they were just on the verge of the bloom cycle, 12-12, once I flipped them from 14 hours, they would start to show flowers much earlier than if they'd been in the 18-hour cycle. So going 18 hours to 12 took longer, 12 hours took longer to get them into bloom. But I would be worried about 14 hours is so close to flowering about potential herm, maybe? I don't, I don't know. I thought plants harm if they harm, man. Sorry, I didn't let you finish here. Here, 
he's been he's he's been doing this for ten years and he's never yeah. had any issues whatsoever. Um, do you just think thought this, he'd share. Do you think this could be though? It's a, that it really changes how fast they go in the flower. It says by the time I'm two to three weeks in, they're looking like they are four to five weeks in. That seems like a little bit too good to be true. I instead of cutting the amount of light right. that these plants are getting a day, I would dim your lights because they're, they're drooping at the end of the light cycle because they've they've met their DLI and they can't take up any more of that light. Dim them when? Uh, the end? No, just the entire time. Just use less light. You're, you have more light than you need for the space than you're in. You, I'm trying to mouth smoke for this guy. The green growers are got to bust my balls about it, man. I'm going to take a big hit for the green grower. Because <laughs> ju- just at like agronomically proven in greenhouses if uh, for photo period plant or long, uh, short day flowering plants like cannabis. Right. Um, eight, 18 and 6 is going to give you the most vigorous growth and still it'd be able to go through photosystems too. And do the dark reaction of photosynthesis. So it's able to utilize all that uh, energy it's stored up. Short answer, dial down the lights a little bit, but run them a little bit longer. Keep the plant up a little bit and then let it sleep for the right amount of time. Exactly. All right. This is interesting though. He points out this isn't that he's right. Like typically in growing areas, there's nowhere near 18 hours of light. So in summary, they just figured this out in greenhouse production that once they got past 18, it was too much. Like. The returns weren't good there. That's what I don't. Well, uh, yeah, yeah be, because there's in photosynthesis, there's a whole half of it that happens uh, in the absence of light when the the phytochrome state is flipped. Um, so you, you you definitely need dark in the nighttime, and your plant needs to sleep and do yeah. go through its biological processes it needs to. What's that? According to some of those. I bet you things for 24 hours. No, no problems. Well, I mean, think about it. Can- cannabis root or Alice comes from like uh, originated in the Earl mountains in Russia okay. where they could get up to like 18 or 20 hours of sunlight a day. Sure. So the plan evolved to be able to utilize more sunlight per day. Yeah. But I've, I've just telling you simply, I've run a 24 hour veg cycle before and had great results with it. Great results. Not optimal though. Yeah. And, and what dude was saying <laughs> was that, uh, <laughs> Uh, by uh, leaving the plant, so leaving it on for 24 hours a day, the lights on, it costs you more than the benefits you get. You get such a small benefit out of it. There's oh wait no, if you run 24 hours of daylight, right. There's no benefit to it for right. the added cost because you're you're hitting the DLI is what you're saying. Correct? Exactly. Perfect. I get it, man. For me, I was stuck because I had my veg in the center and two flips on both sides, so I kind of had to leave it running. I'm going to use that phrase, great results, but not optimal. In other conversations, not optimal, just to make myself. I dare you to use it with your wife, man. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> How are the Christmas lights look? They look great, but they're not optimal. Yes, please. All right. I'm going to tell you guys about the Pulse Environmental Grow Room Monitor. Okay. I run one here. We've got the DGC running these. You guys are investing time, uh, passion, love for the ladies, everything in the garden. Uh, wanting good results. This is a great way, as Paul's puts it here to rhyme, connect, protect, and perfect. I, I need one of these. If they don't give me one, they're 200 bucks, right? I think, yeah, I think they're on, it will, I'll, depends I'll get, on if you scoop on code dude or not. I'll Go buy ahead. one though for 200 bucks minus the discount. I would buy one of these because I have to come to the back house. I get paranoid. Got to come to this little back barn or studio. Got snow sometimes. Yeah, yeah, walk through snow to check out and see if my AC's running to see how everything's running. Uh, so this would be awesome. I actually yeah, I was. Modern, go ahead. I was just gonna say I was explaining this to somebody at a party on Saturday night. How I wanted to use this tool to get out of conversations. It would work perfect at this party. I'm gonna start. 
It monitors temperature, humidity, VPD, and light. Light meaning, hey, did the light come on at the wrong time? Did the light go off? And they're always on. It's a good team over there. They just, I got an email. They just updated the firm aware for a longer battery life, a much longer battery life. Or you can plug these in either way, guys. But if you're running them all around your grow, depending on the size of your grow, it's a great way, great way to see if you have micro environments. <laughs> Problem with air movement. Well, like I always say, holding somebody in your team responsible to say, hey, look, because you can see every second of your growth. Why on August 18th, Billy, did it get up to 98 degrees? I think you were on that day. Anyway, oh, it's man. a good way to check it out. Getpulse.co, coupon code DUDE. What happens when you're the only one that, that you can hold responsible, sir? Then I don't know. I hack into those results and fix them, make them optimal. <laughs> yes, yeah, wasn't me. Wasn't me. All right, we got dead sea salt question by Roland. Stoned. Oh, wouldn't you want live sea salt, man? Ew, it's dead. This is titled, uh, I already said that. It was says, what's up, DGC? So I know using Epsom salt is common, but what would about what about dead <laughs> sea salt? Sea salt is loaded with macro and micronutrients. I was thinking about using a tablespoon per gallon for the last few weeks before flush. Any help on this topic would be appreciated. Hang on, first off, is sea salt loaded with macronutrients? Uh, not macros. I've got a quick answer and a long answer to this. Quick okay. answer, don't use sea salt. Um, long answer is that uh, magne- or Epsom salts right. is a completely different salt than sea salt. Yeah, all salt is a metal and a non-metal bonded together, so salt can mean anything. Exactly. And Epsom salt, real specific to plants, is magnesium sulfate. So okay. that's sulfur and magnesium that are both used by the plant. And both used like a lot by the plant, whereas just sea salt, Mm -hmm. uh, it is going to have some micronutrition in there depending on where the sea salt originated from. But it's sodium chloride like through and through. Table salt. Table salt Mm -hmm. and salty. That's not good for your plants. Um, There are some people and this is like a, a known and study thing in cannabis that it responds pretty positively to salt stress. Latent flower. Right. So, I mean, if if, if you wanted to experiment with the amounts and see where you wanted to be with the sodium chloride levels, you could try and salt stress your plants, get them to pack on more trikes. Wouldn't recommend it personally, but it is something that people play around with. Well, he's saying, I know what he's talking about, the dead sea salt. The dead sea salt has loaded with minerals. I'm sorry, when I say minerals, uh, micronutrients, we'll call them. And those are things that plants use in very, very small amounts. You'd be better off using glacial rock dust or something like that or azomite. And there's definitely people that uh, not using sea salt mixes with their water to water their plants, but that they'll use like actual uh, like seawater. Okay. Um, and use it at a. I can't remember the exact dilutions rates. I think it was like ten to one mixed with water. Huh. Um, and use that with their plants. Um, water. I ain't I vouching for that. Man. I wouldn't vouch. I'm not. I'm not vouching for that either. I've seen other people doing that. Right. Um, with the idea being they're after that micronutrition. Sure. But let's. I. I would never really recommend using sodium chloride of any kind. No. Uh, with your plants. Now, the idea, I see what the idea here is, but use some Epsom salt, some magnesium sulfate, and use some uh, glacial rock dust or something like that. That's what you want to get your micronutrients from, not salt water. Yeah. I prefer the short answer. <laughs> Me too. I always prefer the short answer. I prefer also aquarium, freshwater, aquarium water at a ratio of one to zero. That ain't no Hey, joke, now man. that's different. That that's getting no into some aquaponics. There's some cool biology going on. There. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, yes, Rolling Stone. Appreciate the dead sea salt. Let's move on to PM on a clone. 
which is not good, but actually it might be one of the best times to get it. Let's tell you why. Yeah, you want the short answer on this one? <laughs> Posted by Mike O'Briel, Mike Robiel. Whichever it. one you prefer, funk. <laughs> It says, hey guys, brought home a clone from the dispensary the other day. Oh man, that's a, I've gotten <laughs> really straight up from that. Weak. Um, and was in a hurry, so I didn't give it the best once over. Once arrived home, I noticed what appeared to be a small patch of powdery mildew in one of the leaves. Cut the leaf off to be safe. That doesn't mean Jack. And put her on, put her in the tent. Noticed another small patch of PM a few days later. Is there something I can spray to save her, or is it better to cut my losses? Start over. Is there something we can spray on it, Scotty? But it's been a cut I've had my eye on for a while, and it has been somewhat hard to come by. Vanilla frosting. Never heard of it, other than for a cake, a cupcake, but that's all right. <laughs> Thanks for the help. Happy extra hour sleep day. All right, I did get up nice and early today, no problem. <laughs> all right, so we can get right into that, though. Yeah, at first, I'll say, if I've dealt with this, a clone, a rock wool, if you're taking anything home from the dispensary, it's, I don't know what size container you have it in now. I have confidence in trying to, to, the short answer for us is, we'll let you guys do it after this. If you can completely dunk and cover all surface areas repetitively for, I'm going to say, six, seven times over the course of maybe 10 days, to know you're getting, it's really hard when you're a grower to know you're getting complete coverage. But if right. this clone is small, and let's say it's like in a two-inch rock wool, then you can do that dunk. I might not say what we're going to say now. The short answer is get rid of it if you can because it's to continue to potentially battle through growth sucks. Right. And now you were saying that just when you cut the spot off, I, I want to give you a chance to to tell us why. Wait, you mean we, when he spreaded the spores? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. These spores are so tiny. So just because you don't see a spot doesn't mean it's not infected all over the place. Yeah. And then also uh, I can recommend a couple products here. I'll have Guru take the biological approach. I use optic foliar ATAC, which is some copper. I think it's like copper, some copper and sulfur at very trace amounts. You can use that all the way up through flower. I right. used it in one grow when I did have PM. I got PM when I was like two weeks from harvest, though. That's so sucks. I caught it early, though. I kept it isolated. I had to spray once every three days with ATAC from optic foliar, and it took care of it. I mean, it didn't take care of it. Like I said, I had to keep, when usually when you have PM, you got to keep up the maintenance. Uh, as far as keeping it at bay. I've never yeah. had PM at any point when I had a full plant and completely got rid of it in the grow. And it makes your time in the grow way more consuming. Yes, it if does. You're gonna, if you're going to go into the grow. But I do want to uh, shout out to Eyeshatter Bladders with a Z. <laughs> it says, check the bottom of the leaves. Make sure those aren't signs of mites as well. Where I live, over half the clones I see in dispensaries trying to sell have mites. And that just wanted me to tie in not only PM, but you got to look for mites. And then I didn't know when I was in, I was trying to be a, like a newer consultant and I gave somebody clones from a dispensary that had freaking root aphids because I'd never heard of the things before. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't That's know not your to fault. Like thoroughly inspect the root zone or just do a preventative dunk. So um, can we, Hey, let's do what we're supposed to give an eight ounce. Come on. You're thinking what I'm thinking, man. I shatter bladders. Nothing would make me happier, brother. Let's do it. Eight ounce of recharge for you, my man. Thank you for participating in the comments. And uh, if you are one of the others, I'll get to you. I'll get to you. We're doing it all the time now. Hey, the, the good news with this is that he has, he's caught it while it's still a clone and you could either kill it, which would be what I would advise to do, because that's just like taking on something you know is going to be problematic in right. the future. Um, that's very easy to just plant some seeds or get another clean cut from someone. Right. Um, but there are some approaches when it's that young that you can definitely take. Um, wettable sulfur. You could dunk it in wettable sulfur. 
um, and that's going to uh, pretty much be able to kill most of the powdery mildew that's there. And then follow those dunks up with uh, using either, what is it, actinovate? Um, or- now, that's a bacteria, right? That's what these are. These are bacteria that uh, will... What, I guess they're, are they out-compete? Yeah, they are out-competing. It, it, it's out-compete. And then even like Serenade is Bacillus subtilis. And that one is actually uh, consuming um, Bacillus the, the powdery mildew spores. And then even cooler stuff, just the science and it would, I mean, it'd be costly to be able to do. They right. make things called EO water generators. Um, and it makes electrically oxidizing water. Is that the ozone ones? No, that's where they'll change the pH of the water without oh, actually gotcha. adding anything to the water mm-hmm. by uh, hydrogen, by, right? By running some electricity through it and changing it that way, and that's actually what almost all commercial kitchens or newer commercial kitchens that they're building have geared to uh, for their uh, cleaning of, of areas instead of using bleach and stuff anymore. Sure, um, and it definitely will work on powdery mildew. Great. Yeah, now that you got it in your grow tent, if you had anything else in there, I mean, these are spores. I would clean everything as much as you can, regardless if you keep the plant or not. And I would even spray something like actinovate or something yeah. else on any other plants around just yeah. in case. Sulfur. Or sulfur is cool too. Yeah. I yeah. Sulfur so, stinks though. Right. Sulfur smells like matches. Hopefully um, you take care of that. Let us know, my friend. It's not, it's not, it's like, yeah, it's not good to have throughout the grow. It constantly is something to up your time and they grow in a bad way. All right, let's talk about what's going on in our grows, dude. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm still you. struggling. Uh, I'm sorry. Can I take right. it? Yeah, yeah, I was just talking in third person. <laughs> I'm still struggling over whether I want to do autos or not. I'm going to have to jam things in a tube. Do I want to work in a two-by-four veg tent? And how good of, of quality am I going to get in a two-by-four veg tent, man? What do you think? Am I, be, am I being a baby? Should I go for it? Now you're talking this is an addition to your other photo veggie basil grow? Yeah, that's what I'm doing it with. But do I want to <laughs> – you're not a believer yet, are you, man? No, it's, you know, I've been around the bakery on and off. It just depends on who's running the grow, I guess. You, okay, but you know, growing is a, a – a, it shows your personality, expression of your personality. <laughs> I agree with that. I have hempy buckets that are held, hooked up to uh, you know the city water that I could not show up for a week and they'll still be looking good. So – it's about the system. It's about the setup and environment, sir. If you have room for a two by four, I'll, I'll give you the challenge. I have it. I, I already have a homemade one there. Like I said, I'm going to hook up Gorilla Grow. We, we just made one out of uh, whatever that cloth is and taped the zipper on there. <laughs> well, I'll just take it over and I'm going to do saying this for eons. Okay. I still have the Walter White genetics from Mephesto and any type of pictures and things I've been seeing on that looks like it has a lot of potential. Um, and then as well, so I'm going to do the two by four in the office. I'm being repetitive here. You guys have heard this if you're listening, uh, trying to take care of it. Like if I were in an apartment or condo and see what I could pull off, never grown autos. And I found I needed some low profile LED. So I'm going to switch over. I'm going to run. I found out over on rapid LED. Check these things out. They got a, they're like an 84 watt, really low pro bar. Um, and when people are talking about like new lighting, I mean, this is $169 That's awesome. for a bar. So awesome. somebody on the last grow talk talking about uh, trying to get a good light for clones cheap. and veg. Cheap LED light was the name of that. I don't one. Know, it's sometimes to me cheap. I tie, when I think cheap, I don't know if it's it was the name of the post, man. not as good. Is it just me? <laughs> yeah, no, cheap has a, a negative connotation. I'm just telling you that was the name of the post, sir. I'm going to run three of these bars in the two by four, two Mephestos. I don't know. I am going to run CO2 because I already have the tank. If I have Do the it. tank, why not 
What's that? Hu- huge performance in- increase. It's like, do you want a turbocharger on your on your engine, sir? Mm, okay. Will you tell me the difference, Drew, though? On this light, I'm reading two things. It says 3,000K flower slash, flash, slash full cycle. But it also says under the 4,000K full cycle slash veg slash rooting. Which one should I go? Which one should I go with? On I want a light for everything. 3,000 or 4,000K? Uh, it's kind of up to you. Really, either one is going to be, they're all, they're both white lights. Either one is going to work as a full spectrum light. You might get a little tighter nodal, internodal spacing with the 4000 Kelvin one. Because that's a little um, bit more red. That, or it's a little bit more blue. And then you oh, might shit. have a little bit more flower production with the 3000 Kelvin. It's, yep. it's kind of up to you. I would personally, I would go with the 3000 Kelvin and use it full spectrum. Full cycle. This, this. And if you're just getting started, the higher the Kelvin, the more blue. Lower the Kelvin, the more red. Yeah, the details on this are 2.3 to 2.5 U-moles per joule. That's good for 2019. Good. We'll take it. And then it says the Core 8.5 uses 264 full-spectrum white LEDs along with eight supplemental deep red 660 nanometer LEDs. I dig. All right, see, I'm gonna t- what do you, we'll, we'll see if we can get a little grow-off going, Scatty. Once I get this thing built up and make sure the main thing I'm still worried about, though, is the stank. I tell you what. We'll get a grow off only if our wives can be the judge. How about that? Hmm. Huh? Then we'll see who who, who uh, gets higher scores, sir. <laughs> okay, not fair enough. There's so many ways you could try and persuade that judging. <laughs> anyway, fair, also, man. you guys do need any other. There are some great lights, anywhere from a 75 watt up to like 150 watt. When we're covering people that are trying to get swirly bird LEDs or stuff from Home Depot, right. rapidled.com, coupon code DUDE. Good company. They answer the phone. Great customer service. That's like one of my things with with sponsor. Do you guys answer the phone over there? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I answer the phone most of the time. I hear you guys, real growers, answers the phone all the time. So you know what I'm talking about. Guru does, even on the weekends. Really? No, we're just kidding. There's actually (laughs) an alternate guru we've trained. It's pretty cool. All right. Let's get out of this and check out. To remind you guys, the friend list is going strong. I'm going to tell you to check out oh, Potent Ponics, Steve, and his Growing with Fishies podcast. Yeah, what an awesome friend of the show. He is an OG, sir. He's just a friend saying. of the show. I, I'll say pushing his, pushing his brand, pushing his, what do you call it? No, he's pushing a great way. He's promoting, image? I won't even say pushing, but he's promoting a great way to grow really high-quality cannabis, doing it with fish. You want to talk about uh, understanding nature and the whole circle of life thing. I mean, you literally grow fish and then have their poop feed your plants and grow dank as fuck weed. That's cool. I dig. You guys got some uh, glass to show, breeders, grow gear. What do you got, man? You call, become a friend of the show, help support the show. Yeah. $100 a month. And it's over on dudegrows.com. Everybody's listed under the friends. It's also where you can sign up. So go check it out. I love it. Growers, you want seeds, right? On the homepage, dudegrows.com. Door prizes kicking. Yeah. Save, master, select. Air Rage, Adam Dunn's genetics there. I shouldn't say his genetics. I mean, I think he's taken other genetics. Everybody uses different genetics to a degree to create their own masterpieces. I mean, did anybody just invent the seed, just pop out a seed and was like, this is where it starts, man. This is mine. No, man, we all (laughs) got them from something. Now, I guess you should find it, right? If you're the one that found it, I guess that makes it your genetics, I'm pretty sure the sage is like, that's, that's his though. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying everything comes from something is all I'm saying, man. All you need to do to try and win those quality genetics, this is a 10-pack of regular seeds. 
Let's go over to dudegrows.com. Anybody can enter to win the door prize there. You just put in your email, which we do absolutely nothing with. We, we're, we have enough trouble sending out our own newsletter, so we have nothing to worry about. No, we are uh, going to send out a newsletter. We'll it's coming. It's coming, and it's going to be a good one. You're yes, right. we're going to do it tomorrow. Uh, no, we need to recharge stick packs. Uh, uh, but just enter with your email, social share to win, and uh, hook it up, man. Dig get it. some great genetics in your growth. Yes. Hey, you mind if I hit a magic microbes real quick? I got it. I like it. I'm going to get laugh it. Because it's like totally reminds me of the magic mushrooms. But oh, no, yeah. totally different. Wait till I run microbes. out of material, man. We might get into that. What do you got? <laughs> this is from Sam Schroeder. And it says, hey, guys, and real growers on the DGC. Uh, on the DGC uh, I'm a DGC member and have some questions about recharge. And he just talks about being in a prohibition state. I just want to, that's not going to cause any problems. Order that shit on Amazon, wherever you're comfortable. That ain't no big deal. But he just talks about microbes. I thought this was a cool one to talk about microbes, whatever you got, uh, mixing with other microbes. And I just want to say, just make sure you understand what you're buying before you buy it. Uh, the recharge bacteria, fungi, kelp, molasses. So don't go buying kelp. Don't go buying an extra molasses. And if you're going to buy bacteria and fungi, uh, make sure they do different things. So for mammoth pea, for example, it's a really special, it's a brand new microbe that Colin invented. It's not in my recharge. He actually discovered it. I don't know. Yeah, I guess he did he invent it or discover it. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's oh. something different. So something like mammoth pea and recharge, yeah, they work really well together. If you're talking like just the simple mycorrhizae powders or all, all the other uh, mycorrhizae products, it's just duplicitous. If you use recharge, you got mycorrhizae in there. Mycorrhizae you use early on. Uh, you let it grow on the plant roots. So yeah, you don't want to spend a whole fortune on that halfway through well, flowering. I think that's one of the differences you just mentioned. It's, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. I believe some other... Um, products have a carrier could be clay or whatever sure what talc, you use in recharge talc. mainly kelp. what's that uh, yeah, normally they use kelp talc rather talc i use kelp it just said my formulator is able to put it on kelp and which... on top of that just reminded me because to add to this is that then the microbes if they're going into inert media now they have a food source immediately so it's pretty badass yep that's the molasses anyway that, that's what i got i'm trying to uh share a little bit of recharge love that's how i feed my family and also just tell you all a little bit about microbes they're absolutely amazing yeah and not just for growing plants like if you want to trip out i don't know there's a lot of good books we are made like a made of, i can't say we're made of microbes fully can i you have like 20 pounds worth of microbes in your gut at any given time yes all right. If you guys want to get your hands on it, if you want to help y'all grow, go to realgrowers.com. Check it out on Amazon Prime, Real Growers Recharge, or tell your hydro store as well. Right, free samples, right? Is there, is there a way to get free samples, forward slash samples? Realgrowers.com forward slash samples. Go there. And if you fill it out with your grow store's information, uh, we'll get a 50-pack of samples sent to your grow store. Yeah. If they don't yeah. already carry recharge. <laughs> Well, come Wait. on now. We're not just throwing throwing money away here. Like I said, it's how I feed my family, sir. That's how Guru feeds his, uh, he doesn't have a family. How he feeds himself and his dog, all right, man? Damn straight. He's <laughs> husky. <laughs> yeah, we're doing our best. We're trying our best to be generous and all that, but we're a small company, so help us out, please. All right, let's go into the shout outs, man. I got to give it up here to Scribble and Wheelie High. <laughs> that is awesome, man. That is awesome. Organic Mechanic and that your shirt, sir. And Fat Matt. The Mechanic Guy, Driver of Dank. And Zephyr Hempen and Dr. Dankenstein. 
Marcus. Fire. Fire. Farmer. And red beard. What up? Very cool. Very cool. Good hanging out, dude. Stay higher. My friends, we'll be back for some more Girl Talk. Wake and Bake America. Be hanging out. And we'll catch you next time. All right. Take it easy, brother. Out. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And we're the boss man sister. Take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads and natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good vibes on. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to smoke it out in Smoking weed, I ain't done nothing wrong.